0: I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball and the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Baseball is brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON20, you get 20% off your next order. So for the season previews, uh, we're doing a topic, and then we preview one American League and one National League team uh, for fantasy purposes. In today's episode, we're going to look at RBIs before maybe the most depressing twosome, the Detroit Tigers and the Colorado Rockies. Sorry, that's just the way the ball bounces today. Uh... When we looked at runs scored, it's not like there was a real dramatic shift taking place. Uh, Maybe in the way that runs are scored, but on the average, per team, per game, it's hovered around, say, 4.6 runs for about the past five years. Uh, And when it comes to RBIs, it's not like you can find a whole lot of underrated sources of RBIs, not when it comes to a full season. Uh, The players who drive in runs tend to be relatively famous because they hit in prime positions for teams that score lots of runs. Um, You know, maybe if you're kind of looking a little under the radar, guys like Eddie Rosario or Eugenio Suarez or Jorge Soler, they're not the biggest names and they still drive in quite a few runs. And so maybe there is a a slight advantage with those guys. But for the most part, the the tried and true uh, names are the ones who drive in the most runs. There may be times during the season uh, that a player moves into a prime spot uh, and gets hot. uh, So those results uh, in the short term can be better. But I think when we're looking over the long haul, uh, you end up with pretty predictable uh, sources for RBIs. Uh, since 2018, the leader in RBIs in major leagues is Freddie Freeman, who is 272. A guy who has lots of people getting on base in front of him in Atlanta, and he's in the lineup every day, and, uh, and he's a good hitter. And so that's how uh, a pretty easy. Uh, choice to have Freddie Freeman there. Number two is J.D. Martinez, even though he had a terrible 2020. Martinez 262 RBIs in that time, uh, 10 behind Freddie Freeman. Jose Abreu has 261, and Abreu is, you know, a really consistent uh, performer. Um, you know, maybe not uh, the flashiest until last season, when all of a sudden his numbers kind of went uh, went off the charts. But usually, he's a steady 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. Uh, Nolan Arenado uh, is next at 254, uh, and you probably not expect uh, the the RBI numbers to still be the same uh, in St. Louis this year. Uh, that's one of the uh, issues, I guess, with Arenado is that uh, his splits, uh, as they are for most players, uh, were dramatically better uh, at Coors Field. And so now uh, if he's not going to get the Coors Field advantage, uh, Arenado, we don't know that he's going to be an elite uh, producer uh, of offense. You know, his, I believe is a... Um, his road OPS is like 796, uh, which is fine. It's okay. Um, but I think uh, in Colorado, it's something like 915 or uh, in the, in that range. And so there, there's a pretty big difference. And now if Arenado doesn't get that advantage, maybe he isn't going to drive in quite as many runs. Uh, after Arenado, we got Anthony Rendon had 249. Xander Bogarts, 248. Bryce Harper, 247. Uh, the aforementioned Eugenio Suarez, 245. Uh, Manny Machado, 239, uh, and Nelson Cruz, 238. Uh, so, you know, these are DHs, uh, outfielders, first baseman usually big, big bats, guys who, who are expected to drive in runs, and they get put in position to do so. Uh, and then uh, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, we have, you know, the likes of Billy Hamilton and, and Victor Reyes, Alcides Escobar, John Jay, Delano DeShields, uh, Joe Panic. D Gordon, Malik Smith, you know, there's a type, uh, of guys who don't drive in a lot of runs. Uh, and th- the guys who are at the the bottom of the list, the guys who you, who you're really sacrificing in terms to, uh, of RBIs, uh, they have to give you other things. Either they score the runs or they steal bases or, or both. But, uh, it's, you know, there are, there are rare cases where you're going to find somebody who is really low, uh, in terms of RBIs. And, and often it is, uh, you know, the, the speed speedster who hits either at the bottom uh, or the top of the lineup and doesn't have the opportunities uh, to drive in runs. So uh, when we come back, we will dive into the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and wow, is that going to be fun. <laughs> BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and HL are in full swing. And Major League Baseball is coming up. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about fantasy baseball, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So let's take a look at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, (laughs) Maybe the best uh, option for the Tigers in terms of fantasy is third baseman, Jimer Candelario. And in 2018 and 2019, he hit 216. Uh, but last season in 206 plate appearances, did hit 297. Uh, and you could envision Candelario getting 20 home runs. Uh, and if the batting average is respectable, uh, maybe he's worth a late round corner infield spot. He uh, he is back at third base. He started at third base last season, went over to first base, uh, but he's returning uh, to the hot corner. And, and as uninspiring as this sounds for Jimer Candelario, reminder, he might be the best fantasy option on the Tigers. Uh, then we have a bunch of guys who are question marks, and, and Candelario might be a question mark too. But uh, Catcher Wilson Ramos, who had a disappointing season in 2020, but his previous four years, he, had six, he averaged 16 home runs, 64 RBIs, and a 294 batting average. If Ramos could hit like that, that would be huge value uh, behind the plate. Now, I think if you're heading into this season, you're not going to necessarily have to um, pick Wilson Ramos with the expectation of him hitting those numbers. Uh, But there is a chance that he gives you uh, a positive return uh, based on his kind of poor sample, uh, poor performance in a small sample last season. Uh, Shortstop, Willie Castro. Now look, a 23-year-old shortstop who hit 349 should be a big deal, right? Somebody who you're really targeting. Well, not so fast. He had a four forty eight batting average on balls in play, which is absurdly high. Uh, and if you looked at his minor league career, he hit two seventy-three. So if batting average isn't going to be a, a big plus for Willie Castro, then he may not offer a whole lot more. Uh, he's a late round middle infield option. That seems fair. Uh, and you can hope uh, that uh, the batting average stays up. But uh, I, I would not get uh, seduced uh, by last season's 349 because in to- on top of the small sample, uh, that batting average on balls in play is, is wildly unsustainable. Uh, at right field, uh, Nomar Mazara, is a 25-year-old who had a disaster of a season for the White Sox in 2020. He had one home run in 42 games. Uh, the four seasons before that, when he was in Texas, he had 79 home runs. It was 20, 20, 20, 19. And at that point, it just felt like he was poised to break out with more power, and then he ends up with a season where he hits one home run in 42 games. Uh, So, you know, the Tigers can hope uh, that Mazzara uh, gets to the, you know, potential that he had shown uh, when he was in Texas, that, you know, that that 20 home runs could bump up to 25, uh, and, you know, they can hope that that happens, and, you know, probably with a late round pick in your draft, you can too, Uh, but, you know, no guarantees uh, given what happened with Mazzara last season. Uh, at second base, Jonathan Scope, uh, who was on pace uh, for a fifth straight 20 home run season last year. So there is some measure of consistency, but he's also a second baseman who doesn't steal bases uh, and is a 259 career hitter. So uh, he if you end up taking Scope with it for a middle infield spot, you're probably settling uh, later in the draft. And um, that's just about the, the pace of it, because it, it's nice that he has those home runs, but uh, he doesn't hit that many uh, to be a difference maker and if he's not stealing bases then you're you're really uh, kind of sacrificing a spot that can provide those steals uh, then we've go to first baseman renato nuñez who's a power hitter he has 43 home runs since the start of the 2019 season uh, he's also hitting 247 in that time so that's not great but but as a late round power source uh, nuñez could be okay uh, and probably you know given his his tenure in Baltimore. It's not as though he, he's coming in as a, a big marquee talent. So he might he might have some decent late round value there. Uh, DH Miguel Cabrera, who's a legendary hitter, but no longer legendary in his performance. H- at the same time, if you prorate last season's numbers to a full season, Cabrera would have had 27 home runs and 91 RBIs to go with a two fifty batting average. Well, you know, you probably would prefer a more dangerous bat if you're going to clog your DH spot, uh, but. You know Cabrera, if if he does hit with that power, is gets himself onto the fringe of fantasy value, uh, depending on on the depth of your league. But uh, if he if he is going to hit, you know, 25 home runs and, and drive in 90, you know, there is a place for Miguel Cabrera still in, in fantasy. But uh, we're also at a, a stage of his career where that that's hardly a guarantee. Uh, then we, into the outfield, we've got left fielder Robbie Grossman, who's a switch hitter, uh, who has mostly been a reserve outfielder. Uh, but he may have a chance to start for the Tigers. For his career, he's hitting .252 uh, with a 730 OPS, but Grossman did have an 826 OPS last season, so uh, there's you know, a chance uh, that he uh, is productive enough to, to generate fantasy interest, but I think you can also uh, be safe with letting Robbie Grossman slide, and then if, if he gets off to a decent start, you can grab him on waivers. Now, there are a few other kind of Depth options, I suppose, on the, on the Tigers. The third baseman, Isaac Paredes. He only hit two twenty for the Tigers last season, but he was also just 21 years old, um, getting his first taste of major league pitching. Now, he's not going to have a whole lot of interest before the season, but maybe someone to keep an eye on uh, for the future. Uh, and there's center fielder Jacoby Jones, uh, who had been a, a non-factor offensively in his career prior to last season. And then in 30 games, he hit two sixty eight, but he had eight forty nine OPS. Like, there was... A little flash of something there, uh, but then he got hurt. Uh, and so if, if Jacoby Jones can, can give you an 849 OPS over the season, uh, then there, he'll have fantasy value. Uh, but if he hits like the three plus seasons before that, uh, he could end up back in AAA. Uh, so uh, Jacoby Jones is, you know, there, there might be some dark horse sleeper potential there, uh, but probably not enough to, to get interested on draft day. Uh, outfielder Victor Reyes. Uh, has played 126 games over the past two seasons, hitting 293 with 17 steals. Uh, if he finds his way into playing time for the Tigers, those steals might might give Reyes some value, uh, but you know the uncertainty of that uh, makes probably makes him a waiver wire uh, candidate. Uh, infielder Nico Goodrum. Uh he has low end fantasy potential, but with enough playing time, could be double digit home run, double digit stolen base option. Uh, now, he hit 184 last season, and yes, small sample, and you don't want to overrate uh, the value of 2020, but that, that's still a problem. And so, uh, given uncertainty uh, over his, uh, his role and, and that poor batting average, Goodrum's another one that you probably uh, can scoop up off waivers. That's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of guys in that Tigers uh, batting order that are going to be uh, likely waiver candidates in, uh, in fantasy baseball. So now let's move to the pitching staff and, oh, things are much better there. No, they're not. They're not that much better there either. Uh, Starting pitcher Matthew Boyd maybe the ace by default, uh, but, you know, this is an ace who had a 6.71 ERA, 1.48 whip last season. Uh, Now, a few seasons before that, the ERA was 4.48 and 1.20 whip and 10 strikeouts per nine. You know, there was kind of some fringe fantasy value. That ERA is still too high, uh, but the whip was respectable and and the strikeouts were good, Uh, but, you know, given what happened last season, I think it, it'd be fair to wait and see on whether Matthew Boyd can bounce back. Uh, then there's starting pitcher Spencer Turnbull, uh, who improved last season. The, the year before, he went 3-17. and 17. Uh, And, you know, he's probably on the fringe of fantasy value if he pitches like last season. He had a 3.97 ERA, 1.34 whip, and 8.1 strikeouts per nine. It's not quite what you'd like uh, out of a fantasy starter, but in a pinch, you know, maybe with the right matchups or something, you could settle on, on that. Uh, but if Turnbull can improve on, on last season, well, then, you know, maybe there's a, a chance for him to have real lasting fantasy value, but you, you probably don't need to to reach for him on draft day. Uh, starting pitcher Michael Fulmer is coming back from Tommy John surgery, and he was kind of eased into a role last season going a couple of innings uh, per outing, uh, and he still got crushed. Uh, so, you know, and it was, you know, low leverage and not, not like the Tigers uh, lost out on a, on a playoff spot because of it, <laughs> but, you uh, you know, I think we will, we'll see whether an extra year away from, uh, from surgery uh, helps Michael Fulmer and gets him back to what he was before. Because be, before, uh, before he needed surgery, he was, uh, he was a quality starting pitcher. And uh, it would be nice to see him get back there. Uh, then we come into uh, a whole mix of uh, prospects and, and kind of veterans who are battling for, for spots at the bottom part of the, the Tigers rotation. Uh, and I, I'm sure Michael Fulmer uh, is part of that group. Uh, so there's Casey Mize, who's a top prospect, but uh, you know, in seven starts last year, he had a 6.99 ERA, 1.48 whip, 8.1 strikeouts per nine. Like, yes, there may be some potential there, but uh, you also don't need to jump for that potential uh, given the early results. Uh, there's Tariq Skubal, a 23-year-old, who pitched 32 innings for the Tigers last season, had a 5.63 ERA, 1.22 whip, 10.4 strikeouts per nine. Like the whip and the strikeouts are you know, a little bit encouraging. Uh, but the, uh, the 5.63 ERA is uh, probably going to keep scuba available uh, in most leagues. Uh, there's former Marlins uh, starting pitcher, Jose Urina. He throws hard, but strangely has a low strikeout rate, uh, and that does make it tough for him to have fantasy value. The past two seasons, he has a 5.25 ERA and 1.48 whip. Uh, you combine that with a low strikeout rate, and no, there's not a whole lot of uh, fantasy appeal there. Uh, Julio Terran. Uh, the former Braves ace had a 10.05 ERA in 31 and a third innings for the Angels last season. I, I know I say we don't want to over uh, overvalue what happened in 2020, but uh, I think you're pretty safe to not go after a, a pitcher who had an ERA over 10 last year. Um, that doesn't mean that Tehran couldn't bounce back and, uh, and, you know, he's 30 years old. So it's not as though it would be impossible uh, for him to kind of regather himself and and have a decent season for the, the Tigers, but you also know you're not obligated to uh, invest a fantasy draft pick in him before the season starts too. Uh, then there are a couple more prospects, Matt Manning, Bo Burrows. Uh, these are quality prospects who, who might find their way into the Tigers' uh, rotation at some point this season. Uh, and really, if you're looking at this, you know, Tigers, uh, their ultimate turnaround is probably going to be dependent on this, uh, the young pitchers, and that's Mize and Scubal and and Manning and Burrows, if those guys, you know, pull it together and can uh, kind of mature into, into being legit major league starters, well, you know, then the Tigers might become competitive. But uh, and, until that time comes, uh, they're probably, a, they're a reach uh, when it comes to fantasy. Uh, and then the bullpen, as you might expect, uh, not the most reliable options. Uh, there's Brian Garcia or Gregory Soto are probably the top two uh, closer options for Detroit. Uh, Garcia in 26 appearances last season, had a 1.66 ERA, 1.29 WHIP, and four saves. Uh, but he also struck out just 12 in 21 and two thirds innings, so uh, that's not exactly prototype closer numbers. Uh, and then Soto is a lefty who appeared in 27 games last season, had a 4.30 ERA, 1.26 WHIP, 11.3 strikeouts per nine, saved a couple of games. Uh, but again, we're, we're not talking somebody who has a whole lot of experience in the role. And, and look, the closer for the Tigers is not going to be the busiest man in the league. Uh, but if you're desperate for saves and you need somebody uh, who, who's going to have that opportunity, you know, bad teams still win some close games sometimes too. Uh, so you know, keep your eye on Garcia. He's probably the, the first uh, option to close. Uh, but the, the, given the way the, uh, the pitching staff is for the Tigers, he probably won't be the only one uh, who gets a chance during the 2021 season. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, we have two. There is Apple Almond Crisp going up against Churro Puff and Peanut Butter Brownie against Raspberry. Well... I haven't had the churro puff yet. It's it's a new flavor. Uh, but given my affinity for churros on vacation to Mexico, uh, <laughs> I will lean towards the churro puff. Uh, and then in the peanut butter brownie raspberry bracket, this is this is a tough break for raspberry because peanut butter brownie is uh, uh, a real quality bar uh, and per- one of my personal favorites. So uh, peanut butter brownie uh, should advance their past raspberry if there's any justice in the world. Uh, and churro puff, uh, we're going to give them... Uh, an upset over Apple Almond Crisp. So go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember, use promo code LOCKEDON20 you get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back tomorrow to see who won today's matchup and see who will become the best tasting protein bar. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Call him Sully. Every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at L O underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email directed to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. Well, we finished off the Detroit Tigers. Let's move on to the Colorado Rockies. This is not the most inspiring uh, pair of teams to have in, in the preview today, but it is what it is. So at least the Rockies, they do have a blue chipper. Uh, and that starts with shortstop Trevor Story, uh, who Probably a second rounder, maybe in the third round. But in the past three seasons, he has 83 home runs and 65 stolen bases. He's one of four players uh, with over 60 in both categories. The others, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Jose Ramirez. Three guys who can probably take in the first half uh, of the first round. Uh, So Trevor Story is still uh, pretty elite when it comes to uh, fantasy production. Now, it may feel like the Rockies are collapsing around him. Uh, The batting order is not going to be quite what it once was. Uh, And so maybe that's part of the reason that Story will slide to round two or maybe even early round three. Uh, But if you look at uh, what his numbers have been, uh, those numbers don't look too far out of place late in the first round either. Uh, Then there's right fielder Charlie Blackman. From 2016 through 2019, he averaged 32 home runs, 86 RBIs, 120 runs scored, 11 stolen bases while hitting 315. Uh, You you can go a long way with that on your fantasy team. But last season, uh, Blackman did hit 303. Had six home runs, two stolen bases. It kind of changes the outlook uh, for Blackman overall. And now he's 34 years old. Uh, maybe, maybe that decline uh, in terms of power and speed is, is going to stick. Uh, or maybe it was just a small sample. Uh, so there's probably some uncertainty there. Uh, but you also, you know, given the track record from 2016 through 2019, uh, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be ignoring Charlie Blackman altogether. Uh, you can probably, uh, you know, maybe a few rounds after story, Uh, dive in and see if there's a chance that he can bounce back for this season. Uh, Then we got left fielder, Raimel Tapia, and we're already into some kind of questionable values on the Colorado uh, lineup. Uh, Over the past two seasons, he's played 189 games, stolen 17 bases, had a 289 batting average. He's not going to uh, put up big power numbers, uh, but if Tapia does play regularly, uh, he will get enough steals to have fantasy value. And certainly if the batting average stays up at, uh, in the 289 range, that's also a plus. Uh, center fielder Sam Hilliard uh, has 201 career plate appearances over the past two seasons. So this is, you know, and, and this is in his late 20s, uh, so late bloomer. Uh, but also, you know, given the shortened season last year and he got called up the year before, he hasn't really had a chance uh, to, to play a full major league season. In that time, in 201 career plate appearances, he has 13 home runs and five steals. Uh, so you can prorate that and say, well, you get a, a full season out of him." You know, could you get 30 home runs and 15 steals out of out of Sam Hilliard? Maybe. Uh, he's also hitting 236, so you know there's there's some trade offs there. But um, he's kind of a late round uh, sleeper because you know there's upside there. But uh, you know we're still waiting to to see him with that opportunity. And there's third baseman Ryan McMahon, uh, who's going to get a chance to play at third now, uh, where he's played more at first. Uh, for the Rockies, uh, but with Arenado gone, uh, McMahon may have the the shot. The past two seasons, he's hit 33 home runs, uh, but he's also a two thirty seven career hitter. So, uh, you know, don't get too committed to the uh, uh, the offense from Ryan McMahon. It'd be nice if, if he if it pans out, uh, but no guarantees there. Uh, first baseman C.J. Crone. Uh, he only hit .190 uh, last year, but he did have four home runs and 52 plate appearances. That was with Detroit uh, before he got hurt. Now. His 55 home runs in the two seasons before that. Uh, so, you know, Crohn's power could be legit and play pretty well in Colorado. If, he, if he's going to get regular at-bats at first base there, um, you know, there's a chance that he could be a 30-home run hitter. Uh, second baseman, Brendan Rodgers, was the third overall pick in 2015. He had a pretty rocky road, uh, and that includes going 2-for-21 for the Rockies last season. Uh, you know, But he was highly touted, obviously drafted really high and in the minors. Hit 296 with an 855 OPS. You know there, it's reason reasonable to have some offensive expectations of Brendan Rodgers, uh, but you know here we are six years after he was drafted and we still don't really know, uh, you know how how good he could be at the major league level. Uh, catcher Elias Diaz uh, is a career 248 hitter, which at catcher would be all right. Um, he has 15 home runs and 888 plate appearances. Uh, you know if you gave him a bit of a home field boost in Colorado, maybe uh, he could have fantasy value, but that home field boost didn't happen last season either. So uh, I think Elias Diaz is probably someone you you can grab on the waiver wire anytime. Now, a couple uh, other hitters to consider for the Rockies. Uh, Garrett Hampson, who's played some second base and some center field uh, in 559 career plate appearances. He has 13 home runs and 23 steals. So if Hampson gets the playing time, there's probably going to be fantasy value there. It's just a question of, will he get enough uh, opportunities? And You could, there could be a a version where he's playing every day. And if he is, then definitely there's fantasy value. But, uh, if Rogers ends up at second base and Hilliard is in center field and, and, and Hampson is then trying to kind of cobble together uh, plate appearances at, at a bunch of spots, you know, one, he may still have some fantasy value because of positional versatility. Uh, but it's fair not to necessarily trust, um, the playing time when you, when you don't have uh, one set position either. Uh, then there's first baseman Josh Fuentes, who's a 28-year-old. Uh, in his career, he has 159 plate appearances, hitting 275 with five home runs. You know, there's some power there, and he could could deliver something for the Rockies, but a uh, guy in his late 20s who really is unproven. Uh, so you probably don't need to go go racing out to get him on draft undrafted. Kind of a, a flyer in the late rounds, if nothing else. Now to the Rockies pitching staff, which is... Really not that much better either. Uh, that, though they do have uh, one quality option, and that's Herman Marquez. Uh, you know his ERA is a risk as it is for every pitcher in Colorado for the past three seasons. It's 4.14. Uh, same time he has a 1.21 WHIP and 9.5 strikeouts per nine. So um, you know Marquez is is a legit staff ace for Colorado, uh, and you know can probably fit uh, on your fantasy team as a mid rotation guy. Um, but that that's the best. Uh, of what you'll find in, uh, in the Rockies. And uh, the rest, we've got John Gray, who was all right in 2017 and 2019. Uh, in eight starts last season, had a 6.69 ERA and a 1.40 whip. That's not okay. Uh, and so I don't think you have to go racing to get John Gray. Uh, but if if he gets off to a good start, then maybe he'll, uh, he'll be kind of fringe fantasy value. Uh, there's Kyle Freeland, who was really good in 2018, uh, but... Since then, uh, kind of fringy fantasy value at best because he's a low strikeout guy, 5.9 strikeouts per nine last season. Uh, in the past couple of years, ERA is 4.33 with a 1.42 WHIP. Like that's that's not good enough uh, in, in in all but the deepest fantasy leagues. Uh, Antonio Senzatella, uh, who had good numbers last season, 3.44 ERA, 1.21 WHIP, also five strikeouts per nine. So I'd be very wary. Uh, of a guy who can't miss bats uh, is highly unlikely to to put up those numbers again and given that senzatella's numbers before last season were not in that range either so um I, i'd be awfully cautious i mean i'd be cautious about taking any rockies uh pitchers but guys like freeland and senzatella are probably guys i would avoid altogether uh then there's austin gomber uh, who came over in the nolan Arenado trade has 104 uh, career innings uh, with the Cardinals, 3.72 ERA, 1.41 whip, 8.1 strikeouts per nine. You know, the whip is high and, and you know, you could live with that ERA uh, in fantasy probably, but um, we'll have to see whether Gomber can even deliver those results uh, given that he's pitching now in Colorado. So, uh, uh, aside from Herman Marquez, uh, there's not a lot to love about uh, the Rockies pitching staff. Uh, from the bullpen, You know, Daniel Bard was a great story in 2020, and it was his first Major League action since 2013. Ended up with a 3.65 ERA, 1.30 whip, 9.9 strikeouts per nine, and he saved six games. So that's a great story, and hopefully he can build on that and be a closer uh, with some success uh, this season. But also, you know, this is a fairly unproven uh, guy to end the game. And, you know, given a seven-year absence, it's it's not exactly a... Uh, a lock that uh, Daniel Bartle uh, start the season and finish the season as the Rockies' closer. If if he falters or gets injured, um, maybe Michael Givens uh, gets a chance. Now, Givens, he had 20 saves uh, in 2018 and 2019 combined with Baltimore. So he does have some experience as a closer, but he's mostly been uh, a setup guy. Now, again, with the, the, the Rockies are not a team just like the Tigers. They, you know, who they have closing is not going to make or break their season. Uh, whether they're going to make the playoffs or not is not going to fall on Daniel Bard uh, in the case of the Rockies. So it makes sense for the Rockies to give him a shot and hope that it works out. Uh, But for a fantasy uh, manager, you're also, if you're going to end up taking a shot on Daniel Bard, you can make sure that it's fairly late and and you're not uh, using up too much value uh, when you take that pick. So that will do it for today. Be back tomorrow with more stats and team previews. Uh, Check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey, show that I'm now hosting. So find these podcasts, subscribe, maybe drop in a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.